Welcome back to Money Talk. This is Craig Snyder again this week with Lauren Cooper of Point to Point Wealth Planning and Ameriprise Group here in Wilmington. And in the first segment, we were talking about financial planning and really more of the planning stages of what you do and how sometimes you can hit and miss. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. And Lauren was saying that even though you have designated certified financial planners as I did, I never really looked at him as a financial planner. Mm -hmm. He never said, hey, Craig, where do you want to get when you're 50? What do you want to do in this? Um, but here's some stocks to trade. <laughs> and, and again, I think um, probably the most uh, informative thing you can do is find out how they're paid. You know, if you're not paying for financial planning, you're not getting financial planning. Right. If it's quote unquote free, they're making up for it with product sales, which is fine. That's legit. Right. But you just want to be aware how are they getting paid and what and, and in what is that right. payment being made? And even today, we'll take it to the next level of the new law that came out last year where a sort of financial planner has a fiduciary responsibility mm -hmm. to you to make sure, we, when we talk about this a lot, that what they're giving you is responsible and correct, mm -hmm. where a non-certified financial planner has a suitability test. Correct. Which means, eh, it works, but I get paid a little bit more, so I'm going to give it to you. Correct. Um, where the financial planner can't do that. Right. So when you start charging for advice, the certified financial planner must put the interests of the clients first. So there's, interestingly enough, if you are a CFP certificate, you are subject to their review as well as your FDIC, NAIC, NIPR, all of your different uh, groups that you are, you know, watched by. Um, so there's basically two levels of fiduciary that you have to satisfy in terms of being able to hold the CFP designation and then practice as well as well as each company's oh yeah um compliance department yeah. and you know greg is an independent mm -hmm. um point to point is quasi independent no point to point is definitely uh, all the compliance uh, at least is managed through ameriprise and i would right. say it's really the box within the box because okay. we are tight and we can't do a lot. I mean, we can't do a lot because we are tight as tight can be. But <laughs> they don't want to get sued, so I get it. No, 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 no. And not that the independents get sued, but no. they have different... They run their own compliance, right. actually. So um, they have the ability to hire a compliance person that they choose. Right. We do not. Okay. The company has a compliance manager that makes sure that the company comes out squeaky clean every time. Okay. So, and, you know, I don't want to get into the, nah, into the weeds on that. but difference. In it's just a difference, and again... You know, if you're already talking to somebody, these are questions to ask. Hey, how come you haven't done a financial plan? I see those letters. Mm -hmm. Does it cost as a part of your services? Are you a paying a fee-based or are you paying a transaction-based mm -hmm. kind of scenario? And, you know, all those things are very similar in pattern. Sure. To, to all yep. companies. Everyone gets paid. You just got to find out how. Right. And what it takes and the one thing that i really like about what ameriprise and, and wealth to wealth point planning and, and lauren is the community involvement um you know i'm not saying that greg in the past i know he's done a lot of it at this point in his career that's not what he's doing he's not going out and doing seminars mm -hmm. in schools and things like that and a couple of years ago when you started the financially fit kids mm -hmm. 
we had a lot of conversations about it. My kids are at Sanford and you're like, hey, how do we get into a school like that? How do we get into Conrad? How do we get into CAB? How do we do all these types of things? And what do you think of it? Yeah, so that was our kind of first foray into how do we start changing the conversation? So what we're finding is there was a big change in I would I would say the money the money to the, the money talks the money conversation that parents are having or not having with their kids. So you know, as we service different generations, you have depression era people that you service, you have baby boomers that you service, you have um, millennials, zennials that you service, and the attitudes, awareness around money differs so much between these different groups that um, you know our our next piece is really. Um, how can we influence for the future the conversations being had and really how do we help uh, create the tools that will allow parents to create a next generation of money managers. So kids that have the confidence to make these decisions, kids that are aware that money exists. I mean, we're talking about credit card society and these kids have never really seen dollars and cents. They don't know what's going on, right? They don't know how to bank. They don't know a transaction. It's like the magic card. So when you say no, they're like, why would you not? You're just being mean. <laughs> and that makes that, sense. That, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, my neighbor is my age and 53 and we've got college kids and high school kids. And he made a comment. We were out talking the other day about this might be the first generation, our children, that don't leave their kids better off. Um, and, and the reason is, you know, when I grew up, my dad always carried a wad of cash, mm -hmm. right? So you knew when you could afford something, right? I mean, it wasn't there. There was no such thing as a credit cards and you just walk into the store right. and you don't pay, hit your phone and press the button. My dad too. I mean, <laughs> he pulled out a hundred dollar bill the other day. I'm like, oh my God, are you afraid you're going to get mugged? Because I could never carry that cash around. Yeah. I would be super, super suspicious of everyone. <laughs> They're going to take my money. And, you know, and, and I know my kids, and, and I'll use this, you know, my kids go to, to a private school that there are kids there that are very well off, and they don't really see the other side of what's there. And, you know, they're fortunate enough to be able to go to the store with me, and we get what we want and not have to make a decision of what do we get this week and what do we buy next week or do we have to eat this week and we can't afford this this week. And... It's a big picture from the mortgage side. I manage the debt. Mm -hmm. So I see this. You know, I see, I, see, I see everybody's credit history their entire life. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, I see the depression era people that have no debt. You know, have maybe one or two credit cards. Everything's paid off. You know, have the large savings. Mm -hmm. Then I get to the baby boomers that have a combination of some paid off items, some debt, and they're moving forward. And then I get into the millennials that have lots of student loans lots of credit card debts, high car payments, um, and mediocre income mm -hmm. because they're just starting. And I don't mean that, you know, medium, you know, average income. They're at their starting income. They're at their starting incomes and it's a barely, and they want to buy a house and they don't understand, why well, if I'm paying $1,200 a month in rent, why can't I buy a house for $1,200 a month? Because your debt to income ratio is you're spending every penny that you make to live and unfortunately because of all the bad things we did in the mortgage business mm -hmm. you can't do that anymore and it's appropriate so you guys now are watchdog because who can be expected to be responsible for their own decisions right no absolutely nobody <laughs> 
So I think it's really important that it starts with the kids. And, and I try to have this conversation at home, and Greg and I have had this conversation, and, and you've had this conversation, and you have little kids. Oh, my kids live this all the time. Right. And it's it's very interesting to me and honorable. I, I mean, I was like, man, if I only had thought about that before I got into this trap. Right. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So here's some thoughts on that. Number one, it's never too late, right? Um, because here's the thing. They're going to be forced with those decisions and that awareness at a time either in your household or out of your household. Right. So uh, number one, again, never too late. If you still have any influence in their lives, it's always the perfect time to start that, right? Um, earlier the better, second, er- right? Earlier the better, and I will, it's it's difficult to break the habit mm-hmm. for both sides, sure. very honestly. Absolutely, it's with anything with parenting. Right. Anything with parenting. You sit there and then the one thing that irks you that you're like, no, because you just want to like put up a barrier and say no. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why? why? And but you've done this before. Mm-hmm. Why today are you changing your opinion? What's changed? And if nothing's really changed, I mean, it's kind of a somewhat of a valid point from the other side of the picture is but but i wanted to change their habits there you go so there is a change there is a change i want to change you have to be comfortable being transparent enough to say hey you know what maybe what i've done in the past does not serve you as well as it should but i am at the point where i would like to change that and i want to give you a space to explore what's coming next before you're hitting the face with it. We've got about 15 seconds left. This is Craig Snyder, RMS Mortgage, and you can reach me at rmsde.com. And I'm with Lauren Cooper of Wealth to Wealth Point Plan. Point to Point. Point to Point Wealth Planning. Sorry. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Um, And I can get you in touch with Lauren. We'll be back to continue this in a few minutes.